uh, faith, hope, and love. Uh, and this is going to be a part two. I started this a few weeks back, and uh, we've had um, some other great messages in between. Um, last time, uh, that really you could encapsulate uh, what we spoke about. Well, first of all, we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. And, you know, all of God's word is good, right? But we, we see a verse like this. I see this in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things will last forever. You know, and, and I, I look at that and I say, hey, I probably want to pay attention to this. You know, this is, this is uh, you, you know, stuff that's the, just of, of, of massive scope. Things will last forever. And it's faith, hope, and love. And then it goes on to say, and the greatest of these is love. And so in this message a few weeks back, you, you know, we, we spoke uh, primarily about faith. But, you know, we spoke about in, how, how interesting in this, this time that we're in in our nation, uh, these last Last couple of years in particular, you know, when we look at the fear that has been generated, right, from COVID and, and so many other things, we, we look at the despair that people have felt uh, because of things that have been going on. Um, we, we see the, uh, you know, certainly I, I made the reference to, to government and all the mess that's going on with that, the despair that people felt. And then um, we know that, that there has been just such a heightening of awareness of the ugliness and injustice that's been going on as it relates to uh, racial equality in our nation, around the world, and that has stirred up anger and hatred uh, in, in, unfortunately, a fresh way and in a massive scale. You know, so fear, despair, anger, and hatred. And how interesting, and, and, and you know, we, we look at the word, the word has the antidote. You know, three things are going to last forever, faith, hope, and love. And what is the antidote to fear? It's faith. What's the antidote to despair? It's hope. What's the antidote to anger and hatred? It's love, right? So uh, how many know the Lord is more than enough for what we'll ever need? Personally, in our homes, in our communities, in our state, in our nation, in our world, God is more than enough. So I want to talk here tonight as a part two to this, uh, to talk a little bit about how the, these three uh, really cool things work together, faith, hope, and love. How, how do they all connect together and, and how do we see them operate as we walk out our walk with the Lord? And so I want to start with hope. And take a look at hope. And, and, and the picture I want to paint for us to understand how these all connect together is to see hope as the vision. See hope as the eyes of these three as they work together, right? Because think about it. When, you know, what is hope? I want to lay out a couple of char characteristics of hope. I want to suggest to us tonight, hope is the destination, you know, somebody gets up, uh, you, you know, and uh, they're going to school and they're going to be taking a big test, you know, and they say, but I have hope. What's the hope? The hope is the destination that they somehow pass the test with fasting and prayer. Not studying, but fasting and prayer, right? Isn't that more often the case, right? So hope is the destination. It's interesting, right? Uh, in the word, it tells us faith is the substance of what we hope for. So it's really interesting, right? Faith and hope are not the same thing, but we don't want to diminish hope. We, we live and walk by faith, but hope is a, a, a very essential uh, ingredient, you know, of the picture. So hope means, to have hope means to look forward with confidence to that which is good 
and beneficial. It means to expect uh, with, with some kind of implication of benefit. I'm hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful for a win. I'm hopeful that they say yes for this, this uh, interview that I've been on, for this job opportunity. Uh, hopeful that when I propose, they say yes, right? You know, it's the destination, the, the thing that we want to see, and, and, and it's a good benefit. Uh, a second characteristic we could say about hope, we could maybe word it this way, hope is the why behind what we do. You know, it speaks in the word that we have a great hope. You know, it's the coming of the Lord. You know, it hasn't happened yet. It's in future tense, and we could say we walk by faith, but, but there, there's, there's that hope. Uh, we, we, we live the way that we live in Christ because of that hope that we have. And so, amen, it's the vision in our heart of what can be. And hope sees beyond where we are. That's why it's the vision aspect of it. So it's, it's grounded in the Lord. It's grounded in his promises. You know, but, uh, and again, you're going to see, I'm going to paint this out a little bit. What is hope? What is faith? How do they connect together? How does love come into the picture? So, so can you say amen so far tracking? So it's, you know, it's the why. It's what, you know, what, what, what's behind what we're going to do. It's why we get up in the morning, hopefully. Uh, and then hopelessness on the other side. The word tells us that comes from a life separated from God. And we see that laid out here in Ephesians 2.12. It says, in those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Right, so where does hopelessness come from? It, you, you know, without God in the picture, it, it's hopelessness, right? Um, God, uh, a fourth characteristic of hope, uh, the word tells us that God is the source of hope. And so, I don't know about you, but every time I go to the word, I can't help but be encouraged, right? We get in the word of God and, and we can't help but have our, our hearts encouraged, even when God says the tough things, you know? I mean, think about it, right? There's, Jesus gives this statement. He says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But there's hope in that statement. He says, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Right? I mean, there's, there's just, just hope in that. We can't hear the word of God. We can't experience him without there being hope. And Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, that's a good word tonight, right? I almost think we could wrap up with that, go out chewing on that verse and like, man, you know, our, our hearts can be stirred up. But, but we'll keep going. We'll go a little further. Uh, the, the Bible, uh, the fifth thought here on hope, the Bible describes hope as an anchor for our soul. We can look at it in Hebrews 6, beginning in verse 18. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us grab on with both hands and not let go. We hold to that hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. How about that? Into the inner place with the Lord. That's, that's the, the confidence that comes with this hope that we have in him. And, and remember, what does an anchor do? Well, well, for a ship, it keeps it firmly planted in the storm. You know, so, so it is everything. You know, there was a study of 
uh, concentration camp survivors. Uh, and, and those that were able to make their way through and survive, they were able to, like the characteristic that, that, they, that they all shared, they were able to hold on to their sense of hope. It all came down to holding on to a sense of hope. You know, th thoughts like, well, well, things are going to get better. I don't know how, I don't know why, why and what way, but man, things are going to get better. We're going to get out of here one day. That was the hope that they held on to. And, you know, it turned out that they were much more likely to survive. Um, so hope then was not optional for them, uh, but it proved to be a matter of life and death. You know, so man, as we, as we look at God's word, these three are going to last forever. And again, as we live in these turbulent times, they're, they're not out of character with what the word of God says will happen. As a matter of fact, um, I, I don't think we've seen anything compared to the scale of ultimately what the word paints as the picture. But again, for us as believers, we are not to cast off hope. We are not to be hopeless. We are not to shed our hope because it is an anchor for our soul. Right? Amen. That's such good news. So um, now hope doesn't cover up what's going on. It doesn't cover up what has occurred, but it gives us the promise of something better to come. Right? It's, again, it's that vision. It's that why. It's, it's that end result that we're looking for. Uh, but this is key uh, in understanding these three of faith, hope, and love uh, is this, this statement that I'm going to say here next. Hope by itself will not advance our life. So I just got done really, really, uh, um, you know, shouting praise for how important hope is, but all by itself, you know, it, we, we don't want to say, well, I got one out of three. How about that? You know, we, we want to have hope, but we want to move beyond that because by itself, it will not advance our life. Let me put it in the context of an illustration. I can hope for years to get out of debt. As a matter of fact, I, I could share that. I hoped for years to personally get out of debt. How many know hope wasn't enough, right? They say in the business world, hope is not a strategy. You know, and I love that. In other words, okay, hope is a starting point. Hope is a vision. Hope is a why. It, it's what we would anticipate. It's that, that preferred future, and it, and it can be an anchor for our soul, but in and of itself, it's not going to get us down the road. So hope is the vision. Hope is the eyes. And then we move to faith, and, and we can say then that faith is the feet. Faith is the action. It gives traction to our hope. So if... If hope is the why, faith is the what we do to get there. Amen? Amen? Are you catching that? You know, you know, faith gives substance to what we hope for. You know, let's put it this way. God says to Moses, when Moses is saying, well, we're, we're backed against the Red Sea. We're in trouble. Seas don't split open after all. You know, we can't breathe underwater. You know, this is, this is not a stream or a brook. It's a sea. We're in trouble. And then God says, well, I'm going to bring you deliverance. I want you to, to put that rod in the water and I'm going to, you, you know, and God gives him the instruction. So, so God uh, breathes hope in the heart of Moses. But what, what does Moses have to do? He has to obey, right? He has to step out. Uh, there, there was a song, I think the band was called Petra. It was, uh, anybody remember Petra? <laughs> I, 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 I resemble that laugh. Yes, Petra from like back in the day, you know. Uh, there, there's a, a lyric in their song, water is never parted until your feet get wet. 
And I was a new believer when I first heard that. I was like, whoa, that's good, you know, because it does speak of the picture that faith is action, right? So 1 John 3, uh, the, I'm going to start with the second part of verse 2 and then into verse 3. It says, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Notice it's that we have this hope that translates into a faith that is action. So hope is always going to lead us to action. I hope to see him. The action is to live like him. All right, so uh, so characteristics of faith, painting this out a little bit. Faith is what we do to get there. We just said that. Then secondly, faith sees the vision and takes the steps to get there. So when I mentioned earlier, you know, hoping to get out of debt isn't going to be enough. But if I hope to get out of debt and that moves into faith, trusting that as I submit my finances to the Lord and that I walk in obedience to his word, he says, oh, no man, nothing but to love him. So I begin the process of getting out of debt. It, it talks about, you know, in, in the word stewardship and saving, savings, it talks about, you know, uh, being a giver and being one that sows, right? You know, um, with action, I'm going to see through God's blessing and through obedience to his word and his principles and his ways that I'm going to be able to move into a place where I can say, hey, I'm out of debt. Um, so, you know, we take something like Financial Peace University. You know, uh, Dave Ramsey, he calls them baby steps. You know, uh, but one of the keys he talks about in Financial Peace University, he said the, the entire thing we have to recognize is for most Americans, it is behavior modification. It is a change in habits. It's a change in what we do, a change in what we don't do in order to walk into a healthier place financially. Now, this is not a commercial for Dave. This is not a, I'm not on his payroll or anything like that, you know, but I'm just using that as, a, as an illustration here. We could put this in any, any myriad of areas of looking at, all right, so faith is going to start taking some steps. You know, what, what, does, what does the action of faith need to look like to take what I'm hoping for and have me start walking by faith? Does that make sense? Can you say amen? amen? All right. So 2 Corinthians 5, 7 in the Amplified says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And, and then it goes on. It says, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. There it is. That's spelled out so beautifully right there for us, right? Walking by faith and not by sight is we are walking by a living in a manner that is consistent with our beliefs in God's promises. That same verse in the NLT says, we live by believing and not by seeing. That's beautiful. That's in the new living, it says that. So faith is acting on what we believe. If we go down and we look at Hebrews chapter 11, it says, now faith is the assurance, again, the, the amplified, or the title deed or confirmation of things hoped for. So, so now as we connect this and get this all together, so hope sees it out there somewhere. Faith is the title deed. It's the confirmation of those things that we have hoped for, uh, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact 
what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Man, is that not so great? For, I love the Amplified, you know, because when we, when we take our Bible that is in Greek and try to move it over to English, it's not just a, a great, like, like Legos that click in together that it's word for word match. A lot of times there's so much nuance in the Greek that we, that we don't see in the English. And that's why, you know, if you've ever wondered, well, why are there so many English uh, translations? Because a lot of times it's trying to catch the nuance, you know, also it's trying to address how much of the, the Bible does the audience know, you know, so in order to help people try to get thought for thought what, what God's saying, but I love the Amplified. It says, well, we're not just afraid to put as many words as we need to, to spell out everything that was intended here, you know, in, in the Greek language. So anyway here, so faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. And it's the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. And then faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. In the Living Bible, by the way, it says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. Amen. All right, a, a third uh, thing we can look at regarding faith, where, where it tells us in Scripture, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Greek word is hypostasis. I probably didn't say that with a really cool Greek accent, but that's the word. Uh, and it's actually two words together, and it means to stand under. And, uh, the, you know, particular Bible commentator said, you know, we, we want to carefully treat this word where, where it's saying that which stands under. In other words, that which is a foundation. You know, so faith is a foundation for hope, right? It gives something sturdy for our hope to rest on. Isn't that good? Does that encourage your heart tonight? You know, uh, again, hope is so important. So it speaks to the ground on which one builds hope. Uh, and so then another way that we could define faith is faith is the foundation on which we build hope. Uh, of course, our lives are built on the rock of Jesus Christ. You know, so we have that picture as well. Uh, another way we can say it, we saw in the, the Amplified, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. So, you know, you know, if I was uh, feeling generous tonight and I took the deed to my car and signed it over to you and handed it to, to you, I just want to let you know in advance, I'm, I'm not feeling that generous tonight. I'm sorry. still need to drive my car. But if I was to sign it over and hand it to you and say, this car is now yours, you'd have that deed in your hand. And you'd be, before you ever got out to the car, you'd be walking and showing people, this is my new car. I got a new car. I got a new car. Nobody, nobody, no one would be looking at you saying, well, where is it? I don't see it. I don't believe it. They, you'd have that title deed in your hand and we would all look and say, yeah, I see the deed. You have a new car. Amen. That's faith. Faith is I have the title deed for whatever of God's promises I'm believing for. What do you mean you're believing for that? Why would you believe for that? Well, because God promised it. Yeah, but you don't see it yet. Yeah, but I've got the title deed. How on, the, how on earth could you have the title deed? Because what I hope for in Christ, I am believing for because I'm standing on the rock of his word. Amen? Right? So it's the title deed. Charles Spurgeon said, faith is more mighty than any of our senses or than all our senses combined. Uh, we do see by faith, we see by faith what cannot be seen by our eyes. We grasp by faith what cannot be grasped with our hands. A strange mystery is the simple act of faith. And man, it's such a beautiful picture. 
Can you understand now in light of just what we've already spoken about so far, why the word tells us so fight the good fight of faith, right? You know, because we see things happen in the natural. We see things, you know, in the world around us. We experience things with our physical senses, but we know we have God's word that gives us great and precious promises that will allow him to come in and let his word be the final say in those circumstances. But if, if we don't remember and recognize that God's not going to work in our lives, he's not going to look and say, man, you are squirming, man, you are agonizing. Oh, are you carrying on under that issue? I'm going to come rescue you. You know that, how many know that's not how God works in our lives? Now, God may in mercy and grace do that. And I've had him do that for me. Have you had him do that for you? like to do just completely despite how you're behaving, you know, you know, but that's, that's God in his grace and mercy allowing us to get up and then walk after him the way he said to do it in his word. The way he said he was going to move in our lives in the word was going to be as we believe, as we stand in faith, as we start with hope and we walk that in faith. Come on. Can you say amen? amen. I say that because when, when we're hurting, it can be easy to want to push back and shrink back. And that's the last thing we want to do when we're hurting. We want to lean in and push in and declare the promises, right? Fight that good fight of faith. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, you know, and then, and then we watch God come and move in our, our, our circumstance. Amen. Amen. So hope and faith. And now we're going to look at the third area, love. And so love is the motivation, so if hope is the vision or the eyes and faith is the feet or the action, love is the heart or the motivation, which, whichever way we want to put that. So um, love then is how we do it. It's how we do it. It's the heart and the motive with which we do things. So we could look at 2 Corinthians 5 in verse 14. For Christ's love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, and those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So, so, uh, so much in that verse, but in particular for us to grab Christ's love compels us. So it's the heart behind the doing that we do. Uh, another characteristic of of describing love in this context, faith, hope, and love. A person who walks by faith lives by love. Walking by faith means living by love. Galatians 5, 6, 4, when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love right? Laid out so clear for us. So, so uh, here's the key. Here's why love is the greatest of these, because we can do the right things with the wrong attitudes and the wrong motives, and then we can then nullify our hope and our faith. Oh, did you just hear that? If we do things without the right motive, uh, without the right attitude, it'll nullify whatever is going on with our hope and our faith. Can you say Amen. So it can really, really get in the way. Um, so we can, um, uh, well, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, 
I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So there's somebody a couple of houses over that's got a car with the loudest muffler in New Jersey. I'm pretty convinced that that's not an overstatement. And this morning, as it was quiet in my home, and I was just trying to just just have some God time, it was like right outside, you know? And, and, and then I, I realized that they were starting to pull away, and I thought, oh, good, until I realized a block away I could hear them. Two blocks away, I could hear them. Three blocks away, I could hear them. And, and I, I, oh my goodness, you know, clanging gong, you, you know, uh, clashing cymbal, or really loud muffler. That's, that, that's the picture that I got if I don't have love, right? Verse 2, if I have the gift of prophecy and if I understood all God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So, so again, what, what an important picture. You know, these three will abide forever, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So, hey, let, let's just, just take a time out. We'll continue talking about love, uh, you know, a little bit further here. But let's take a little inventory just for us personally. Let, let's take a, a little bit of a, a look on the inside. If the Lord is telling us these three, man, these three are important. These th- three are going to last forever. Let's take a little check. How's hope in my life right now? And let's take a little bit of a check in how's, how's faith in my life right now? You know, how am I doing with, you know, having feet to my hope? You know, um, if, we're, if we're in despair, you know, we got to get hope going so we can then put feet to that hope with faith. But then we can ask ourselves, and, and how's love going? How am I doing in the, the love department, right? So love is, is always going to be the missing link to the function of our faith. It's, it's what our faith functions on, is what I'm trying to say. If we try to serve God out of obedience, thou shalt not, thou shalt, it'll become so mechanical, and that'll just come down to works. And how many know, you know, religion, man, religion can be lethal. You know, religion is, you know, just the form of godliness without the power, right? The, 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 the Word of God talks about that. You know, and religion is, is works-based where uh, our, our faith is relational. I'm sorry, our, our Christianity is meant to be, our religion is meant to be uh, faith-based. And, 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 of course, out of relationship with the Lord. So love is what makes our faith function at full capacity. 1 John 5, verses 3 to 5, loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, for every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So all of that started with loving God means, right? So it just unpacked for us. So here's what it looks like to love God. So love is ultimately the motivator to our faith. We love because he first loved us. Love is the fuel to an authentic faith. If we want to keep our faith authentic, love will always be the fuel to that. And then we know also that faith without works is dead. Um, now, works by themselves, right, are, are stale and dead, but faith works by love. Faith without corresponding action is going to be dead, right? So let's take a look here at James 4, verses 2 and 3. You want what you don't have, 
so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what gives you pleasure. See, if, if we serve from a motive of love, it's never going to be about ourselves. Now, now God is, he just rolls in such a way where we can't help but be, be blessed, you know, in loving and serving and, and, and giving our heart away. But um, ultimately, it's, it's got to be about flowing from a place of love. So I serve God out of love and I obey God out of love. Can you say amen? amen. Faith, hope, and love. So in closing, uh, a couple of examples of these three in action. So let's, let's just take a look for a minute at salvation. So, you, you know, somebody has hope for a better life, uh, a fulfilled life, you, you know, uh, the, you know, that would, would draw us uh, to God, understanding what God says about the nature of life and our need for him. So we have this hope of a better life through salvation. Then faith takes action. And surrenders our life to God and makes the bold declaration that Jesus is Lord of our lives. And then the love of the Father and our love for him solidifies that relationship. And we walk it out with him for a lifetime. Can you say amen? Right? Starts off as, as, as just a, a position of hope. You know, how was it in your own salvation testimony? You know, as I started hearing the gospel message and I started realizing that there was an eternity and that there was a bigger reality and, 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 and the fact that God loved me enough to um, have things where my sins could be forgiven, where I, I could be with him, man, that gave me hope. I tell you what, and early on, I really, I, I believed heaven was real. I believed hell was real and it rattled me. It really, really rattled me. And then the hope that I could be delivered from that what was, was one of the driving things for me when I first came to Christ. And then experiencing his love. And I, I can remember times of, of surrender to him. Man, I can remember time I was, uh, I was brand new as a, as a youth leader, not, not a youth pastor yet, but a, a youth leader on my first youth trip in uh, North Jersey. It was a youth convention. And I can remember there was a, a pastor from Patterson I think his name was Pastor Capers, Greg Capers. And uh, man, he preached fire all weekend to the students. And uh, he had an, had an altar call at the end of service. And, um, you know, in that room, it was, you know, loving God, thinking I'm chugging along for him. But there was an opportunity to enter into a level of worship and a level of surrender at that altar and a level of pouring out my love that honestly up to that point, just in my newness in the Lord, that I hadn't, um, that I just hadn't pressed into yet. Can you say amen? You... And we started singing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, or maybe the world behind me and the cross before me. And, you, you know, as, as, as I just experienced and encountered his love in such a fresh way, I melted, I broke, I wailed just in, in, in brokenness and surrender to the Lord in a way like I had never experienced up to that point. And it absolutely was changing. It was hope, it was faith, and it was a greater encounter and experience of the love of God. 
greater surrender to him, greater extending of love to him was matched by an ocean of his pouring his love back on me. Right? Can you say amen? All three working together. Uh, you, you know, I made that example earlier about getting out of debt. So just a practical thing. I, 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 didn't, I didn't specifically mean to hammer down on this tonight. So I don't know if there's anybody here tonight that's saying, all right, Lord, I hear you. Let's get out of debt. Um, but, you know, the hope and the vision would be, um, you know, man, what would it look like to have my bills paid on time? You know, what, what would it look like to have more money to give? What, what would it look like to have a savings account? And then faith in action says, okay, I'm going to have a budget. I'm going to have things that I'm going to start to say no to. Uh, you, you know, I'm going to start attending Financial Peace University. I'm going to recognize that, that my, my finance is seed. I'm going to start sowing the, the seed. You know, then love and the motivation is, here, here, here it is, I love God more than money. I love God more than my finance, right? And therefore, I'm generous, and I'll give it away, and I'll, I know I'll reap what I sow. Um, I tell you what, you know, I'll hear a lot of people that will really bash what's called the prosperity gospel. But I'll tell you honestly, you know what's in the gospel? God's made you the head and not the tail. God has redeemed you from poverty and lack. What God hasn't done is given you a formula, give to get. And how many know we, we, can, we, can fool, we can fool ourselves, we can fool everything else around us, but we'll not fool God, right? But if the motive is love, Lord, truly, I have made you Lord over everything, including my finance. So you tell me what to do with it. You tell me how to maneuver it, and, and, and I'll trust you with it. And he'll lead us and he'll guide us, right? So faith, hope, and love all, all uh, interacting. How about something like, all right, looking for a better job. So hope leads you out of an environment. Maybe you say, man, I, I, I don't like working here. It's not a healthy environment. It's not this. It's not that. Hope says there's got to be a better place somewhere. You know, maybe you're at a job. I was having a conversation with somebody recently where they were like, you know, they're, they're, uh, my, I'm not valued. I'm not appreciated. I, 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 I'm being made to feel like I don't have value, you know, and yet recognizing and having hope. But I know that I'm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know God put gifts inside of me, and I know there's a place where I can bring value and, and serve him and be a blessing and be fulfilled in what I do. There's hope, right? But then faith will take the action and look and seek and, and, and apply and discover. And, and, you know, one thing that I'm not mentioning that's a part of the action of faith too, remember our faith is released as we declare and as we do in line with God's word, right? So hope says it sure would be nice, but I don't know, right? And then it moves into faith, but I know God's at work. God's bringing something better. God's got me and we're moving on into a better place, right? Um, but but I, guess, I guess what I want you to hear me saying today, but we don't say, I'm believing for this, and I'm going to sit back on my couch. If it takes 30 years until God brings an angel to my door to deliver the message on what the thing is that God has for me, right? We have to listen for his voice. We have to look for the opportunities. We have to be obedient. All that comes in together. And then um, faith, hope, and love. Here's love, the presentation of how you leave your current post and how you arrive at the next I remember one of my mentors said, remember always uh, the manner with which you leave your current post is the manner that you enter your next. So do it in a way that makes the Lord smile, right? And again, if we let love be the motivator, it's going to help filter for us the decision process that we make.
So just, uh, just some practical things there just for us to uh, chew on. And, and, and can you say amen? Did you get anything out of that tonight? It's a little bit different. Uh, we actually uh, wound up wrapping up a little bit earlier than we normally do on a, on a Wednesday evening, but um, that's okay. Praise God, a little time for fellowship or just a little extra time. But um, let's just wrap this up in a time of prayer. Would you stand with me as we close? And, and what I'd like to do is just, just uh, that question I asked earlier, just circle back to it a little bit. You know, for us to take a little bit of an, of an inventory. And how many know it's not one size fits all? You know, I could be saying, you know, oh, hope is cooking when it comes to, you know, the hope and dream for my family. But, uh, you know, this, this particular whatever situation Man, I've let hope totally fade away. I need to get God, I need to get him into this situation. I need to get faith, hope, and love operating in this situation. Or maybe, maybe you know, uh, we go through and, and we would say, wow, I think, I think I've been hoping all right, but I've been a little paralyzed. And maybe now I have to be a little more active and attentive to, Lord, what, it is, what is it that you'd be speaking to me that I should be stepping into and walking out in, in, in this particular situation? And then in the love area, maybe, you know, we'd be looking and, and, and just taking inventory on, all right, so what, what's, what's my motivation? What, what's driving me in, in my responses and my choices in the decision-making of what, what I'm doing? So could we just maybe just even close our eyes, bow our heads just for a minute, and let me go back through those one more time. So, so and we'll, we'll just pause for a little, little bit in between. So, Lord, as we close this service here tonight... Lord, we are sober to your word that tells us these three will abide forever, faith, hope, and love. And we pray now, precious Holy Spirit, would you just speak to our hearts? When it comes to hope, is there any place where we've lost vision, where we've lost hope? Is there an area, arena of life or, or something that you've called us to where, where we've just let hope go? We thank you, Lord, for speaking and leading and, and even in the days ahead for you to just help us keep this on the radar, be aware. Lord, we, we're recognizing afresh tonight that we should, of all people on the earth, be the most hope-filled. Lord, when it comes to faith, is there a place where we have believed the world's report? where we've believed the report of the circumstances. Where we've believed the enemy's report, the report of fear. Again, Lord, we just thank you so much for uh, just continuing to speak to us, reveal to us, show us, God.
And then, Lord, we just uh, lift up love. Lord, how we doing? Lord, whether you've spoken now or it'll be in our comings and goings in these next days ahead, we are so reverently and, Lord, just really wanting to hear from you. Lead us, show us in these areas. just want to hold tight a minute. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We love you, God. Worship you, Lord. you, Lord. So, Father, as we, uh, as we prepare to wrap this service up, Lord, we just stand in agreement for each other in this room. Father, we pray for our brothers and our sisters all around this room, the circumstances that we're dealing with. Mm. God, we stand in the gap. We stand in agreement. And we pray, God, that you'd pour out your spirit in this place tonight. God, we ask that you would bring deliverance wherever it's needed. Father, we pray that you would fill wherever anyone is empty, wherever anyone is dry. Lord, we pray where anyone is hurting, come and bring breakthrough. Lord, we pray. We're in agreement. We're in faith here tonight that you would come and touch every need that was brought in this room. Father, where, where there needs to be clarity, where there needs to be hearing from you, Lord, we pray open ears to hear you. Father, we pray clear eyes to see you. Lord, where there would be confusion or anxiety or torment, we speak the mind of Christ and the peace that passes understanding. And Father, we're in agreement all around this room for those that are watching online, anyone that would be listening to this podcast at a later time, we thank you, God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we embrace hope and faith and love tonight. Lord, we, we purpose here to walk not by what we see, but to walk in fresh trust of your promises, God. And so we receive that for ourselves. We're in agreement for your touch in the lives of our, our, our brothers and sisters in this room. God, thank you for doing something of substance, something that only you can do as we believe you, as we're filled with your love, as we believe you tonight, God. All of this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.